Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us once again. You are listening to A Little Off Topic, one agency's water cooler chat on digital marketing, business, and all the things that get in the way, presented by Speak Creative. So as we're recording this episode, we are approaching the last weeks of 2020, which for us at Speak means we're very close to our annual company retreat we call Speak Week. Every January, we like to take a week off to regroup with our team, reset, and plan for the coming year, which just so happens to also be the topic for today's episode. My name is David Caffey. I'm Speak's Digital Marketing Manager and the host of A Little Off Topic. Joining me this week and every week is Speak's VP Leadership Team. Kendra Svensson is VP of Client Partnerships. In addition, we have our duo of Matt's. First is Matt Roberts, VP of Marketing and Sales. And last but not least, we have Matt Irvin, VP of Creative Services. So our tradition of regrouping for a week each year started out as a necessity since we have remote team members scattered nationwide. But now that the realities of 2020 have resulted in more folks working from outside the office, setting some time to reset and plan with your team, uh, even in a virtual setting, may be more critical than ever. We'll start today talking about Speak's processes for regrouping and resetting. Next, we'll discuss some benefits and best practices for taking time to map out your team's future. Finally, I'll ask our panel how they choose to relax and charge in their own time. So lots of great info today. I think you guys will enjoy it. As always, we thank you for taking the time to listen to our show today, and I hope you enjoy today's episode of A Little Off Topic. It's going to look a little bit different this year, uh, but we are gearing up for Speak Week 2021, and I guess as of we're recording this, less than two months maybe. Um, But nevertheless, whatever it looks like, uh, we are big believers in uh, pausing and getting the team together to reset and revisit our goals. Uh, So today we're going to dive into the importance of this practice, why we do it, and what we see are the benefits of it. Um, So what this looks like for us are are two kind of times of the year where we stop and pause. One is, as I just mentioned, speak week, which is at the beginning of the year. And then we have halftime, which can take many forms, but that usually is sometime in the summer. So let's start by telling our listeners kind of more about this, what the purpose of it is, and what do we think we gain from it? And maybe even some of the history of it, if some of you guys know how it started. So I was there for the first one. And uh, I think the idea was that we had DJ Brad Rush, who was in charge of support, uh, who had moved down to uh, Upper Alabama. And then we had uh, Nikki, who was in Maine, and Brian, who was in somewhere near one of the Great Lakes because he used to bring photos of the Great Lakes. He was a Michigander. Yeah, that's right. And it's beautiful up there. I had no idea Lake Superior was so pretty. Um, and then we well, flew the Superior. Th- it's, yeah. We, we brought those three in um, for the, the first Speak Week. I think that was, I think it was not impromptu, but I don't think it was anywhere near the form that it's taken since then. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it started just with the idea that like, hey, we're, We've got, uh, back then, as Matt just said, we've got kind of this local crew here in Memphis, uh, and we're we're starting to kind of do the the remote work thing, hire folks that were not from Memphis. Uh, We just felt like it was worth getting everybody in the same room um, to just exchange ideas and talk about you know, where we wanted to go uh, with improving our services and processes. And we felt like that was worth, you know, flying our folks from out of town in so that we could 
uh, kind of have that face time and, and kind of all get on the same page. Um, you know, now we've got uh, obviously the Nashville office um, and then we've got folks from kind of all over um, uh, a portion of our staff works remotely and yeah, the idea of uh, up until <laughs> this year uh, has been, you know, to continue the practice of kind of bringing everybody into the same space. And um, I think it started off as like maybe a two or three day thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, now it's kind of a full fledged, you know, week that we carve off to, to just talk about kind of where we've been in the, in the previous year. Um, we break off into teams and talk about uh, things that we feel like we've done well and, and challenges that we've come up against. And they just let us kind of meet together as, as, you know, discrete groups of, of people trying to do specific tasks uh, and get better. Uh, but then they also allow us to, to meet with, you know, other teams uh, as part of our operation to, to say, Hey, you know, if, if you guys did this, then we could do that. And that would, you know, create, um, you know, a win for both of us. And so those conversations are, are pretty typical kind of all throughout the year, but just to set everything aside, to set your work aside and be able to say, okay, let's spend a week together solving problems and, and coming up with kind of new processes that, that are going to help us and help our clients, I feel like is a, is a really healthy thing. One of the things I'm not necessarily looking forward to, I'm sure it'll be great, but I just enjoyed the, the time off with each other at Speak Week. Yeah. Like just being around each other and being around, or I guess learning about each other as friends and not just coworkers, especially with those remote team members that, you know, when you do jump on Zoom calls or meetings, it's all business um, or maybe two minutes of small talk beforehand. And so you really get to learn about people, um, learn kind of how they tick. And that, I think, enhances our work the rest of the year. So there's always a nice place to like meet people, but really get to know them that, um, you know, we'll see if we have it in the virtual sense this year, because it is something that I will certainly miss. That is the thing that I will miss the most. And I'm sure we'll have different ways to try to create some of that in a virtual context. But I mean, there's just no replacing being able to sit across the table from somebody at lunch or getting to hang out in the evening and just like play some stupid card game or whatever and just hang out um and talk about whatever and get to know each other as as people and as friends and uh i feel like our work is better uh when we when we feel connected to our coworkers. and i feel like speak week is a is a really has has been a really great way to create that connection. Yeah, for sure. It's a water cooler chat, right? The stuff that you don't realize you miss when you're not in the office with a person. And yeah, I mean, when you for don't have extra, a water cooler. <laughs> for an extrovert like me, like that's really important because um, I soak up other people's energy, you know. Um, I know that sometimes it's overwhelming. Matt Urban, I'm sure you, by like day three, you're just done talking. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's energizing to me. So obviously, uh, there are a great deal of social benefits, as we've kind of mentioned here, uh, for a team like us that's spread apart to all have a retreat and get back together. But uh, when we do get here, and we, well, this year, might we might be all on the Zoom, as we said, but uh, when we are here together, we kind of also get down to business a little bit with planning and strategy for the year. Um, If 
we were to extract anything from speak week or a halftime type retreat meeting type thing, any type of things we do that we might say another team could benefit from uh, implementing in their beginning of the year planning. What are the types of things that we do at speak week uh, that are great ways to reset and plan for the year? For me, it's stopping the work to talk about the work. Uh, you know, we get really busy in the day-to-day -day of our process and um, are just kind of in the rhythm of churning out work for other people. And so the idea that we can reset and look at our process and what's working and what's not and take time to fix it before we, you know, jump right into client work, that's really, really helpful. Um, we don't often get to pause just to say like, hey, this could be working a lot better. Let's fix it. So that's the best way for me to reset and for I think our team to reset on the digital marketing side is just to go through um, how we work, not what we're doing for work. So Speak Week is great to be able to take a step back and do exactly what Kendra just said, which is pause from your work and then talk about the work. One of the things that I think makes that possible or maybe helps you kind of get into that frame of mind is, you know, the first day of speak week is almost always kind of um, Jacob getting up and kind of talking a little bit about the year before um, that, you know, that we just completed and kind of things that we, we did and kind of where we landed and what our goals were at the beginning of that year and kind of how we did related to those goals. And, you know, it kind of lets you just kind of close the book on a, on a chapter of, of time and of effort. And it, it kind of gives you this sense of completion and the ability to, um, the ability to kind of step, like really step out of your work. So I think that first day actually creates a little bit of a psychological advantage for us to just be able to say, okay, that year is done. Let's learn from what we feel like was really successful last year. And we don't feel a lot of pressure to like keep things going in any particular direction because it's like we have almost this discrete moment in time where we get to say, um, cool, what worked last year? What do we want to do this year? And we don't necessarily feel burdened by um, maybe some of the need to just keep kind of doing the things that we've been doing. Now for me, I think the part that is the best um... Uh, I don't know. I, I have weird pers perspectives and perceptions of things. So one, getting some of those fixed helps. Um, but there, people have ideas and have uh, thoughts that are like things that can make us better. They have ideas about things that are pain points. They have ideas um, that are new, that aren't something we're considering now. And getting together face to face with people is the best way for those things to come out because it's you're not sitting behind a muted microphone and I'm gonna have to unmute and then I'm gonna have to fight for my you know ability to speak and try to talk over people and do the, uh, you, what you go for, no you go first in all that stuff that we do on Zoom um, so I think that helps a lot and where I see that the most is uh, when we get different teams together so um, one of the things this year that we're gonna do virtually I suppose is uh, get the front end development team and the full stack development team together and let them talk about what are the things that we could do to make your life easier, um, that the full stack team could do to make the front end dev uh, 
devs lives lives easier and then what are things that we can work on together to get you know faster and more efficient um i believe we're going to do the same thing with uh with uh, dmcs as well or, or business strategists as well to say what are some things that we could make our products do um that will help but getting those kind of cross teams and and letting people who don't normally work tightly together kind of I don't know, mix it up a little bit, uh, mm -hmm. is really, is really helpful because it, it, it gives you new ways to think about old things. Well, for instance, we did that last year with full stack development and digital marketing team. And it was, you know, how is this platform? How can we make it better for SEO? What are the pain points of our CMS that we could improve? And like pretty immediately it was an action plan of, oh, that's an easy fix. We'll knock that out next week. Um, and we saw, you know, quite a few big steps pretty immediately. Well, it's funny is like, it's so, uh, there's no reason that something should come out of that meeting where we're like, oh yeah, that's, that's no big deal. We'll, we'll get that done in a couple hours. Like we should already be fixing those things, but. We just don't get the chance to sit right. down. There's yeah. not a, there's not a, a time. Um, for us to just stop and, and ask those questions and, and say, oh yeah, that's a problem. Well, we can fix that easy. Um, and there, I mean, if you, if you come out of a, a week long meeting with half a dozen of those things uh, and you get them fixed quickly and that's great. Like that's a great way to kick off, to kick off the year. You know, obviously uh, a, a company is not, you know, a group of people in stasis. Um, we're, we're constantly kind of uh, adding new people and occasionally, you know, folks move on from their current roles to somewhere else. And so there's just the idea of kind of getting together as a team at the beginning of the year to say, Hey, this is who we are. And we want to make sure everybody knows each other. And we get to, I, you know, I've only, I've only ever experienced speak week as a, uh, as a, I've already, I'm already been here, you know, I'm not, I'm not new to the team. So uh, would be curious to hear from, from somebody who, you know, has a little bit of that outsider perspective and, um, but I would suspect that there's some amount of like, it just feels nice to kind of get grounded into who the company is and who the people are and to actually see that, you know, oh man, these, hopefully it's an encouraging thing where, where folks would say, oh man, this is encouraging that, you know, they really do, do care about getting better and about making each other's lives better and improving our work product and improving, you know, the, you know, the, the relationships with the clients that we have and, and removing pain points and, and those kinds of things. So, um, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of get caught up in the, the, the strategic and tactical, like how do we as a company improve and what's the value of that. But then I also think that it's, there's just this human element of, you know, folks who are, who are new to the team get to just get a sense of, of our culture. And, and hopefully that's a really positive thing as well. So another uh, big focus of Speak Week traditionally for us is setting goals and, and trying to get a plan for the year related to goals for our teams um, as leaders and as kind of top line leaders who are going to probably oversee some of that goal setting this year and have in previous years. Uh, what are you keeping in mind as you're going through those goals meetings? I think um, when we're all together in most years like we are, uh, I think we're you can be very positive. It's a very positive and, you know, we're all together and we're all kind of got a lot of good pride in our, in our team. But um, how do you go about making those realistic and um, achievable and measurable um, when you're setting those in a speak week like environment? 
Well, I think it's important to not just set goals, but to talk about losses and challenges. It's a really important time and place to be transparent about like what sucked the previous year um, and to give space for people to talk about that because then I think we do have a chance to reset. But if we're you know, pushing forward and pushing strategy and pushing all these new agendas without really revisiting what, what didn't work, we're leaving emotion on the table. We're leaving just um, unanswered process questions or turmoil. And so for me, like the best way to really start out and hit the reset button is to just simply like give it time to breathe and say, okay, so what are we not going to do? And, and I'm, I'm sure this is true for, for a lot of people's worlds, um, kind of boils down to, to numbers. And so um, usually uh, the last couple of weeks of December um, and the very early part of January uh, are, are pretty slow. Um, and so I have the chance to, you know, get into a lot of our, our data and, and build out, you know, how did we do with different markets? Where, what was our lead volume? What was our, you know, where did they come from? What was our um, success in different uh, vertical markets that we operate in, uh, geographic markets that we operate in? And just, you know, just start to compile a bunch of different numbers in different areas and see if there are any trends that, that show up. Um, and then compare that to where we started the year and where we wanted to be. Um, we're kind of indexing along uh, all year but, you know, you really kind of, for me, at least, I kind of get that chance to distill everything down and, and get a picture of uh, how do we perform. And then, you know, you kind of having that picture, you, you can say, okay, well, let me meet with uh, some folks individually on the team before Speak Week to say, hey, here's, here are kind of the things that I'm seeing. Can you look at this data with me and maybe ask some questions and, and get their input and kind of get a sense of uh, how they're feeling about different areas where we're working and, and begin to kind of shade in some goals that, that hopefully kind of carry forward progress in the direction that we feel like we've got areas of strength. Um, I mean, ultimately I'm responsible for kind of our, our top line revenue and our sales numbers. So obviously, you know, I mean, you know, to boil it down to kind of simplest question or simplest answer, it's okay, well, let's, let's make that number bigger by some measure. Um, but, you know, to actually do that um, involves really kind of taking a look at a lot of different smaller numbers that um, are easier to digest. Um, because, you know, if you look at our a total revenue number for a company like ours, it feels a little bit at the beginning of the, of, of the year, like, okay, how are we going to get there? Um, but it's made up of of kind of small wins in particular areas with particular services. And, and so, you know, bringing it down to just kind of bite-sized chunks, I think is, is really valuable uh, being able to say, Hey, you know, if we have a 10% increase on this particular uh, uh, metric, it ultimately is going to have a, a big increase year long. Um, and, and, and so you can kind of say, Oh, okay. You, you can break it down to, to individual team members and be able to say, you know, hey, if we can increase our effort here, if we can create just a little bit better uh, capture of uh, margin here, you know, all that adds up. Um, and so, but you can't really get there without without kind of doing the homework ahead of time. So that's that's kind of how I think about goals. It's, it's, uh, it's a very numbers driven thing. 
um, I think what Kendra said is, uh, is really valuable in the sense that like, yeah, there are some things that just don't work. And if you, if you just run right past them, um, you are going to leave frustration unaddressed. Um, and you're not necessarily going to have full buy-in to the goals that you are going to set, uh, as a team. Yeah. And I think too, like, I, not just like personal frustrations, but like, Hey, we really messed up in this area. Like being really transparent with like, this won't be acceptable this year, or this is what we don't want to see. And talking about our failures, not just our frustrations, but actual failures, um, that helps turn it around too, because then we know, like we can diagnose, okay, what caused that? What can we do different? Like that really helps us shape the goals because we are, I guess, doing the opposite of <laughs> what didn't work. Yeah. That, to me, that's, I don't know, that's where I live. Um, the number side of things uh, in, I don't know, I, I always gravitate toward the tactical first. Um, it's just, I, I have what's called crippling pragmatism. Um, and so uh, looking at, okay, well, our numbers weren't where they should be. Um, my approach is always to say, okay, well, let's, as Malcolm Gladwell says, let's descend, descend into the particulars and figure out where we went, where we went wrong. And then let's work on tactics to fix those things. So, um, my prep for speak week is probably not, uh, as numerical numerically focused as it should be because it's not really at all. It's more of a, what didn't work? Okay, where can I get some examples of those things that didn't work? And then when we get everybody together um, and we talk about the stuff, you know, what do we need to talk about? How are we going to figure out where the problem was and what the solution is? So my my goal setting is usually more around um, let's not have these things happen again, or let's make sure that we are uh, we've eliminated these problems um, by this time next year. So prior to Speak Week, uh, we're going to have holiday time off, uh, Thanksgiving and kind of time at the end of the year. Um, what are your personal favorite ways to recharge and reset prior to speak week? You mean like to gear up for speak week or, or just, you, just, you know, in other general. Than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll go first. Cause you know, why not? Um, for me, it's a couple of things. Uh, I would say I probably do this twice a year. Um, but one of them is my wife and I'll go on a vacation somewhere. Um, it may be big, it may be small, uh, this year will be 20 years. And so we're going to go somewhere nice uh, for our, our anniversary. Um, so that's one uh, completely disconnecting uh, even from kids, from family um, and going somewhere and just letting everything kind of just relax for a little while where you haven't got anything you really have to worry about other than making sure you, you get on the plane home. Um, that's one. And then uh, for the, the other thing that um, is a really, really cathartic for me is, uh, is driving my tractor. Um, we have, uh, of course it is. I'm not kidding. We have, uh, my, my dad, brother and I own some tree farms in uh, Carroll County, Mississippi, two tree farms, and, um, they need lots of work. And so, uh, every year around the holidays, we usually end up taking four or five days and, uh, yeah, riding the tractor for an entire day is, uh, it's a, it's a good way to, to recharge, uh, ride a tractor, listen to a book at the same time. That's actually one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad answer, but I'll take your first answer. I, that sounds lovely. I'd like to do that also, the vacation. Truthfully for me, we're talking about going, um, getting away a little bit after Christmas and talking about my vacation time versus my husband's. And he's like, I, I might not be able to take as much vacation as you. And I just was like, well, 
might not be bad. <laughs> that would be okay. Um, no, for me, I think just little things like I need to reset the day, not really a big reset. If I, I mean, sometimes all it takes is a nap, you know, but I like to go shopping, just do something that's completely, um, usually by myself, just a reset for me and only me. And I don't have to be responsible for anyone else. Um, that is, if I can get like a good hour and a half or so of time to do whatever I want, then I'm good to go. Yeah. I think, um, I think your, your question is, is good, David. I think, you know, the, with holidays, obviously we have the chance to kind of have some, some focused time and, and a little bit longer periods of time where we can choose to kind of recharge a little bit more. Um, I think going back to maybe the broader question, I'm just a big believer in, listen, I are both this way, um, in just creating margin for yourself on a, on a regular basis, on a day like that you've got a daily rhythm that makes sense. You've got a weekly rhythm that makes sense that lets you, you know, not feel like you're running at um, kind of max capacity all the time. Um, and so, I mean, just the, the kind of the rhythms that you create as a, as a person or, or as a family really matter. I mean, we've got four girls that, you know, love to spend time with friends and doing different activities and everything else. And like, you know, I mean, just like anybody else, your, your schedule can kind of rule you. And so, um, you know, listen, I try to, uh, try to arrange our lives in a way that, that gives us margin that lets us spend, you know, uh, an afternoon or an evening just sitting down and, and reading a book or whatever, or just having, having those time that, that downtime. David, do you have any specific ways to reset? Uh, I have uh, found this year with all the time, free time I've had, my favorite thing to do is go to sleep. I sleep <laughs> and then I wake up and then I'm really not reset, but I'm trying to, I, I'm gonna, I feel like if I get to a point where I've slept enough, then I'm still trying to get there, but it'll, it'll be, to I, optimize I I'm just right around the corner. Got it. Just, I need to get that hour count up there. I've also legalized uh, betting on sports here last week. So I've been watching a lot of football. You've been, uh, been, you have some money on the ponies. I do. I I've done quite well. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good for you. Very so sleeping and, and, and betting on football. Sleeping and gambling. Sleeping and gambling. <laughs> okay. Don't take it. Don't take David's advice. <laughs> hey, you do you, man. If it works, it works. Also, if you want to learn how to drive a tractor, I can, I can teach you. It's not hard. I can't imagine. But you can't sit with steps. Matt, apparently. No. And that one. I listened to a lot of Kenny Chesney songs about tractors, though, so I feel like I got to go ahead and step. There's only one. Is that a Kenny Chesney song? Just yeah. cut that part out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few, uh, few tractors. I, like I like that he tried to back off his, his knowledge of Kenny Chesney. He was like, oh, oh. I mean, that? is it? Yeah. Kenny Chesney? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, producer Jessica Freeman from the from the chat has just told us it's Jason Aldean. Well, there is a Kenny Chesney song. It's a very different brand than the Jason Aldean tractor song, but we'll put that in the show notes. (laughs) 
Well, that is it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. As we get closer to the end of 2020, I hope you have some plans to relax and recharge before the new year, even if it doesn't involve riding around your farm on your tractor. Uh, if you like today's topic, you'll find even more great stuff on our website. We have a ton of content that touches on the various facets of web design, digital marketing, app development, and even more on our blog. Head over to madebyspeak.com to check out the latest and greatest. As always, if you have questions or feedback for today's episode, we'd love to hear from you. How do you prefer to relax and recharge before getting back to work? Speak is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, whichever social media platform you prefer, we are there. If you enjoyed the show, I'd ask you to please subscribe and leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. So from myself, our panel today, and all of us at Speak, thank you once again for getting a little off topic with us.